Welcome to the High on the Hogs podcast. Hi on the Hogs. We're back. I know no one missed us. Yeah, it's going to be a really random podcast. So for the guy who gave us the review, the childish, and welcome back. Hey, um, how you doing? Thanks for listening again. What's up, bud? I know you're still listening. Be walk. What's up? <laughs> leave it. Leave us a review. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. I should turn this. Stop that from playing. So I'm actually play it again later. Ooh. Oh man! But um, it's been a nice couple weeks of doing. Uh, well, not doing nothing, but not this podcasting. Thing Christmas, didn't you? Well, I'm just saying, not podcasting. And no, it's kind of no, no basketball games. It's I've got a couple. You know, we we've not done much of anything for like what a week and a half now i forgot how to run the machine over here <laughs> not even gonna lie I'm like which one do i turn down yeah oh. <laughs> wait till we go I know where my button is though wait till we go broadcast another basketball game we're gonna oh, feel all about God. that we're gonna start all over <laughs> yeah, my scoring is gonna be so jacked up next year yeah <laughs> like no literally so i hope they won today i have to look that up and see if mom mel got the win today uh, that'd be good to know our, our guy josh marshall yeah <laughs> gotta give him a shout out each week young wheezy yeah there you go but uh, Hello, how on the hogs <laughs> every Hello, time man. On hogs. <laughs> he's our biggest fan so all right it's a good I, young man i don't even let's you know what let's just start over here with basketball we, hey no ain't no if we weren't there'd be a problem right <laughs> well so we could be one in six why did it do this i don't know what over here. let's get over to arkansas Oh, I mean Arkansas. Just kidding. Oh, Lord. Excuse us. Oh, Lord. All right. So let's talk about, since this is the most recent Arkansas stuff we have, let's talk about this Arkansas Abilene Christian game. This is how prepared we are tonight. We're doing great. It's a great start. Let me get all this up. But anyway, so I guess really the only reason I even want to touch on this is because we're an Arkansas podcast. There's just not a lot going on at this exact moment. That guy's um, got an awesome last name. Because of Christmas. Who? What? Huh? Gayman? <laughs> Gay man. Gayman what? That dude's name is Gayman. That would be very... That's that's just... That's just rough in high school. Yeah, I bet that was tough. Hey, Gayman, get over here. What? No, coach. <laughs> Could not imagine that. Oh, no, you didn't. But, um, okay, so coming into this game, I think we were fed this big line of Arkansas is going to lose by like like everyone. Like everyone out there is like, yeah, Arkansas is going to struggle in this game. Arkansas is going to lose. It's going to be bad. And and, uh, it was Ben Brandon with uh, Hog Talk and those guys. um, He was talking before. He said, look, I've got Arkansas on upset alert, which I don't know if you've followed any of this story, by the way. No. But, you know, I like to give those guys a hard time every once in a while it's all good fun they just no 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 hate no nothing dude ben brandon who who was formerly of uh, of natural state sports he was with us initially um and then went over there he got roasted by musclemen no. roasted dude it's hilarious so you know how musclemen was on the broadcast for like the entire first half because he couldn't coach in the game yeah i heard part of it and so he was talking and i heard bits and pieces of it. my kids were being really loud so i couldn't hear a whole lot of it but i thought it was pretty cool like it was neat to listen to must sit there and, and kind of break down the game as it was going on which was kind of cool but apparently uh ben Still brandon rather have him on the sideline apparently ben brandon wasn't a fan of musclemen being on and, and talking this whole time courtside and was like i could have just I could I could have done without Musselman doing all this talking. Like he wanted to hear the announcers over Musselman calling That's the game. Stupid. <laughs> so Musselman responds to the tweet on Twitter. <laughs> it says, "Well, I mean, you could have just muted me." <laughs> 
It's good. And then, of course, the entire Razorback fan base has absolutely just murdered poor Ben Brandon. It was all in good fun. He, he responded later and said that he couldn't hear the game where he was it, it completely, and he was trying to actually hear the commentating of the game, and instead all he could hear was muss. And so I don't know what the problem with that would be, but anyway, whatever. So I thought it was great. But anyway... Thought it was interesting that Arkansas was <laughs> everyone was this was Arkansas's Lou upset alert game like they had well, the tough, I got news for you it didn't work no no um, Arkansas definitely improved to eight no it got to a point like honestly the game felt so routine and boring at one point and when I say boring I mean Arkansas is fun to watch but it was like Arkansas was going through the motions and staying up twenty and and it and I went outside and I was doing something out in the yard and my neighbor comes out and him and I get to talking and he was like. Yeah, he's like, the hogs are up by like twenty two right now. I was like, yeah. I said, uh, I said I kind of got bored watching it, so I had to come out here and do something outside because Arkansas just was making it look so easy. And then when I came back in, I think that's when Abilene Christian got the game like within ten or, or right around that number. They covered the spread. Um, yeah, and so I, I mean, have. that's a good Abilene Christian team. Um, they've got some talent, but obviously, you know, Arkansas's just not been tested yet. Now they might get it on on these next two. We'll test them. <laughs> so yeah. what? Uh, Wednesday night, so um, we get Auburn to open up SEC play, and then number twelve Missouri on Saturday. So, um, gonna be an interesting next couple of weeks. Uh, let me or next uh, well next couple of weeks as conference play gets going. Um, Arkansas gets no breaks in to- in conference play. Obviously, opening at Auburn, number twelve Mizzou, and then at number seven Tennessee is your first three games of conference play. I'm in. Yeah, not too bad. We're gonna learn a lot that we don't know about this team. Yeah, I hope so. If we are, then folks can that second calm at, down. That second at is going to be rough. I tell you right now. Yeah, that at Tennessee game is going to be yes, interesting. Sir. It'll be a lot of fun be, though. That second at is going to be rough. So I mean, just looking at that, I mean, you look at the schedule coming up. Look at what Arkansas's done so far. I want to jump over to the statistics. Statistics. Obviously, Moses Moody is definitely making his presence Yeah, his name heard. His presence felt. A guy that it looks more and more likely that he could actually be a one-and-done at Arkansas? I hope not, but, you know, I mean, if it is, it is. Congrats for him. Yeah, I mean... Always he's got to be happy for a kid to, to come into the program because that'll actually help recruiting, in my opinion, too, though. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. I mean... Yeah, and, a kid who can come in and go one season and go pro. Some of them are looking to do that jump just yeah. as well. Know they can do it here and get the training to elevate their game. Absolutely. Well, and it's big, too, when you think about just in terms of, you know, Moody was an he's an Arkansas kid, obviously. His family's from here. And so to get him was big. But he was at a big time prep school. He got a ton of, you know, he got a ton of exposure at Monverde. Could have went anywhere he wanted. First rabbit hole. Oh, boy. What you got? Have you ever looked at Monteverde's or however you say it? Starting lineup or their their team as far as their roster from last year? No, but they're all they're all Go like, look at it. Yeah, I know they were all like it Just was the sizes. The uh, fact that he played on that team was amazing. Well, I mean it, that, but I mean he was mediocre medium. Yeah, in my opinion, and I like the kid. His game is solid all the way around, and doing nothing but getting better, in my yeah. opinion. But you had Cade Cunningham on that team. Mm-hmm. It was, I think, the number one overall recruit. Yeah. And I still hadn't figured out how he went to Oklahoma State. <laughs> but you know, that's neither here nor there. 
But they had several of them. You look at the picture of them, and it looks like a college team, like a big college team. Yeah. As far as just overall sizes, you had a bunch of grown men out there, and they're 15, 16, 17 years old. Yeah, and, and so, I mean, you see a guy, and it's not like they play slouch competition either. No. They play really, really good teams. They can and, beat well, a majority of college teams. Yeah, out there. I mean, you could take the bottom half of college basketball, and they could match up against mm-hmm. most anybody out there. Them, I think IMG probably could with the, with the squad they put yeah. together. I don't know if Spire could. There's a couple other ones out there. Oak Hill, Oak Hill most years has a team that can do it. Yeah. Um, they've been really good this year. I've been able, I've been able to watch them a couple yeah, of times. they have put that so. century mark up a bunch. Yeah, now they I'm haven't. Over with, with the neighbor over here and looked in at some of their games, and <laughs> that's just insane to think about that much talent on one team yeah. in high school basketball. Yeah, and they haven't really played anybody yet this year. I think they had one game against a pretty good opponent that they played yeah. on ESPN, but other than that, um, they haven't really played anybody. Kind of like Arkansas. Arkansas really hasn't played anybody yet this season. So okay, it, it's I think. Oh yeah, no, I don't think there's going to be any issues. I just hope that you know we get into conference play, and obviously that O is going to go away eventually. No, and, it is. And, and I just hope that, and, and Arkansas, here's what's going to happen. I mean, Arkansas is going to get in a losing streak here at some point, too. Arkansas is going to lose two or three games in a row. Probably. And, and people don't need if to lose don't, their minds. I'd be surprised. Yeah, I would, too. I mean, people are always going to lose their minds. That is the, the like, the, <laughs> that is a requirement as an Arkansas fan, for the most part, that you have to lose your mind if a team that's not upper echelon loses three games in a row. Well, or you, you, know. you, you we, we overreact to 8 0 and we overreact to 0 and 3. That's what we do as fans. It's just part of it. I would, I've, I've learned to sit here and go, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dead serious. It's but like, I am, right, so. I am glad that we're at a point where I can watch a Razorback basketball game and be like, I'm kind of bored. Like we're beating these teams so bad that I'm kind of bored, but I'm excited to see what they can do against Auburn. Obviously Auburn's not the test that a lot of people thought they were going to be, um, you know, with the, the postseason stuff going on, probably not a lot of, not, not a lot of. Chris Moore in, really going to use you. Yeah. Hey, I think we're doing okay. I think, I think we're already. Right I adding names like that but still yeah. it would have been nice to add all five in the state it would have but um, we got another class coming up that they need to make sure they do that as well oh, so yeah. um, not this coming one but the one after yeah. it <laughs> But I mean, so looking at, and we got the numbers up in front of us here. I put everything on the big screen for us tonight. So looking at the numbers, it's interesting. I think Arkansas has kind of settled in on a rotation. When you look at the top guys, you've got, what, six guys averaging over 20 minutes a game. Connor Vanover's a guy that you know he's kind of your sixth man coming in. Um, he can kind of do a little bit of everything, but, but play defense um, other than inside as a shot blocker. <laughs> but don't yeah. put him in a pick and roll situation. Things get ugly. <laughs> Um, and, and so we, but that's not surprising. Again, a guy that's that tall is not going to move as efficiently as you want him to. But the fact that he's averaging 20 minutes a game is impressive to me. Yeah. I mean, he's averaging almost rebound, 10 points. Eight point six and point numbers are nice for that. Yeah. But I mean, it, you, we mentioned this a couple weeks ago. You did, uh, you know, right now Arkansas sitting at five guys basically at double digits. I mean, Jalen Tate's at 9.9. Rounded up. So, I mean, everybody, those, those your top five, and that's depending on your lineup, Vanover, Usually starts at least to try to get the tip, um, but I mean that's your five six main rotation that you're looking at. That Justin Smith boy, God, oh man, I think you can put him in there to get the tip, and even at six eight six nine, he's gonna get it. <laughs> how that about Indy? That is a shooting Adrio Bailey. Is a, what that yes, is. but how about a, How about the Indiana fans who are all up in their fields over him right now, man? Retired. Talking about how he wouldn't even play at Indiana if he was there right now. Like some of these people just kill me. All right, so I got. We got, hey, we'll take him. Thank you. So, who is a guy? Okay, remind remind everybody. This is unprepared. No notes. No nothing. We're just winging it tonight. Um, 
beyond Connor Vanover, so that's six rotation. Who's a guy below that that you want to see more of? Well, you took away what I wanted, so uh, I think I, I kind of still, like I said before the season, I was more excited to see Devo Davis more than mm-hmm. I was KK Robinson. Uh, you know, I've kind of been heavy on him just because of what he brings as far as his length, right? And he proved it. He was a leading scorer in one of the games we had uh, quickly. Yeah, like sixteen like, and thirteen yeah, minutes or yeah, something like that. Real yeah. short minutes and led the team in scoring. Uh, so I've got to go with my dude. Just because, I mean, his ability all over the court. I yeah. like KK's game, but he fouls so damn much. He does. And I think it's ticky-tack stuff, but it's I think that's a learning curve thing with him. They'll coach that out of him. He'll, they will. He'll, he'll, he'll figure that out. I'm with you, though. So, KK is a guy that I think early on I really wanted to see. And maybe that's my bias of him being a Bryant kid. He's a Bryant mm-hmm. alum. Maybe that's partly my bias. I really like KK. I think the story behind KK's rise and how amazing he, he, he had the big jump. Year, big time. Yeah, and, and so it, that was a cool story. His brother still plays at Bryant, which is a cool story. So just a neat deal. But I'm with you. After watching Devo play, that's a guy that I hope really starts to get more so minutes. what I'm hearing is, is I was right to you, start the season. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay, write look, that down. You were right. right. <laughs> Hang on, let me get a pen. Andy, Andy was, was right. right. Thank you. But uh, I mean, it's just Devo was a guy that no one talked about because you know he wasn't going to come to Arkansas. Then the Muscleman thing happened. Then he he commits to Arkansas. He was going to Oklahoma He's State. A talent. He's a real talent. He's so freakishly talented. Like mm-hmm. I think what won me over with him was the game after the one you're talking. Yes, the game after that, he went up for a rebound and went over. I mean, a big guy like a six nine guy. Above the rim, it, it looked like. Not only is the rebound, you're the arm going about. back, and the it was just just watching his athletic ability is just, it's 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 really impressive, really really impressive. Again, a guy that I would really like to see. I hope is a guy. And again, this is not me us questioning what Musk is doing. I think Musk knows well more than we do. But I hope so. this is a guy that I want to see because hopefully so, earn that opportunity underpaid. to do more. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> But, but Devo's a guy that I definitely want to see do more, assuming he earns that role, and and a guy that I'm excited about the future of, and I hope Arkansas holds on to for you know, for a long time because the kid's got a ton of potential. You know, I've always been a Desi Seals fan, and I think that kind of leads me into the Devo Davis thing. Yeah, because you know Desi, you know, came in from Jonesboro. I mean, he's probably the most compact player we have on the team. Uh, yeah, but he's also the most likely to take the ball to the hole, give up his body, and just bang and see what happens. Yeah, dude, rebounds great for a six-one, maybe six-two guard. I mean, that's that's a lot of body to get in there with. From some, even even in the uh, you know the oh come on brain, you know kind of the warm-up season, preseason, however you want to say it. <laughs> Not conference play. Right. I can't think. My brain is fried. That's it. There you go. Yeah, all those words. <laughs> big ones. But yeah, but I mean, just I'm excited to see what he's going to do. Uh, we all think we know what Moody's going to do, so... Yeah, and, and I guess really the the question starting to find what's going to be there after that. Yeah, the yeah, and the question is how much, um, you know, how much how much do we get to see of Moody? Do we get to see more than one year? And, and hopefully we do, and we'll see what happens. We're selfish. Yeah. So obviously big matchups this week. We'll see how those play out, and we'll talk about those next week. But let's jump over to the bowl game real quick. Um, something 
Because something else that's going to be on this podcast, I don't even think you and I have talked about. So, um, and I'm, well, yes, I'm pretty sure that's the case. Uh-oh. Pretty sure that on our signing day pods, um, I did not get our guy Jermaine Hamilton Jordan on one of those. Um, and so he's going to be on this podcast. <laughs> um, and so you'll get to see, hear that How at the end of this the pod. How the hell did you mess that up? Well, it, so it was just the way the podcast fell. And, and then uh, when we okay. didn't, when Tyler and I didn't do the final pod, and then I, I was going to, I was going to go ahead and record just a final signing day pod. And, um, and then I didn't, so that's on me 100%, but we're going to get him out on this pod. Um, and then we'll release or I'll re, you know, we'll, we'll re put out all of the signing day pods as well so that you guys can hear all those guys again. Appreciate every one of those guys. I think we ended up with seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there. I think eight or nine total guys that, that came on with us that signed with this class. So I'm um, really excited about that, but kind of fun. Yeah. So, but we're going to jump over to football now as uh, uh, you know, let's talk about this ball game. So I'm hoping that, uh, that Tyler and I'll be on and have a pod drop on Thursday uh, before this game gets played at seven o'clock. But let's talk about this matchup because for me, there's a little bit of personal feelings to this matchup. We got to break the, uh, the 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 previous one one tie that we have over the last the last. This is now going to be the third matchup in the last what five years, something like that. Yeah. He's in! He's in! Steve Cole. I should have. Where is that video? I wish we had that video. If you can find it. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Hang on. Uh, I bet I've got it. It was on Snapchat, right? Yes. Oh, boy. This could be. I'm on chat snap right now. Hold still. Let's see. Let me get to. I was. When was that? Way back down here. That was way down there. Was that 16? Uh, yes, here it is. Oh, you got it. But you don't have me. I took that video, didn't I? Let's see. Uh, that's it. Oh, oh, you're gonna send it to me. Don't send it to me. Oh, when in when in 2016 was it? <laughs> oh, that one cuts off I though. Look at these. Oh, wait, I think I might have not found it. (laughs) Oh, man, that That was was fun. Almost right before you about got that old man's ass whooped (laughs) by yours truly. See, I even got them. <laughs> yes, you did. I don't know why I don't have those in mine anymore. Ah, it's because you suck at life. That's crazy. It's okay. That's very disappointing. Hey, I get the airplane flying over it every time. I don't understand how I don't have that anymore. They're pretty good seats. It. We didn't do too bad. No. They were a little expensive. worried about it. A little sketchy. So we've told this story on the pod before, but our, our experience told. at TCU where... Um, we <laughs> so okay if you haven't heard this pod go back i don't remember it's been a while but basically we went back and reminisced about some old road trips and what was our favorites and least favorites but um so we went to TCU and we're the kind of we usually go to these games and we don't go with tickets we just show up and and uh and, right in the back of a Camaro to Auburn yeah <laughs> so, yeah boy that was rough that was rough and so well, for you you didn't even ride back there that long my wife ended up back there and I gave her a concussion on the way home but um <laughs> another story to be told yeah. another day <laughs> that's for the other podcast too but um <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man. So we go to we we go to Fort Worth. We get there. We got there plenty of time before the game. We're like, all right, well, this place is small. Like not a big city. Pretty. Very it, nice. It is very nice facility. Campus is very nice. Yeah. But everything's compact. Everything's small. They don't do anything like normal. Like I would like I would almost fifty thousand max. Yeah. It, it was kind of like COVID times. There wasn't a lot of there was people, but there was like five in yeah, there. There was not a lot of there was not a lot of tailgating. There was that one little area we went to. It wasn't a whole lot going on that was fun over there. So we really had a big issue trying to find tickets. <laughs> and, our, and our only real hopes was the scalpers. And so we ended up coming across a deal on some tickets. Four of them. Yeah, I got hundred bucks. Yeah. Didn't do bad. Ended up with really good seats. However, that one dude that was friends with my friend, yeah, he paid like 140 for the one. <laughs> so we ended up getting 20 back. So it was like 80. Yeah. Yeah. We all went cheap except bad. for the one guy. The one guy yeah. paid more than everybody else. He was the biggest one of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's four of us. Damn. We're sitting in this section and it's the only time I've ever been told in an opposing state, opposing fan stadium. Rabbit hole to, number two. Yeah. To, to, told me to, that, I'm not allowed to cheer at the opposing the opposing team stadium. Apparently, I got to ask what my degree was in. Yeah, <laughs> or what do you do? And of course, my buddy Dave looks over and goes, "Which one?" I have five. Yes. <laughs> now he's up to six. By the way. Oh, good lord! <laughs> Career schooler. So, went, huh? yeah, <laughs> I got five degrees. Which one do you want to talk about, sir? But so we've got these douchebags sitting in really one major douchebag, and then a couple the other, other guy tried to help his buddy out. Yeah, and, and so and then he finally just made him shut up and leave oh, it was a good decision but, I done yeah. started taking off stuff that was about to get ripped <laughs> off and I was gonna mess that boy's world up but so look we've been to a lot we've been to several away locations and this was by far the worst I mean now not been at LSU I've obviously heard all the all the craziness that happens there I'm taking my cane um, I, I figure Missouri could be bad but I mean what are they gonna do chomp you down with their gums because they've lost them all to meth okay, um, stand them a pipe you'll be alright yeah exactly yeah, so sprinkle some crack on them yeah <laughs> so I mean, again, so one, it was definitely, <laughs> but Mississippi State wasn't bad. I just got hit on by an extremely drunk chick who I could have taken into the stands and had all the fun I wanted. I was to over there talking trash to big muscled up dude and took, yeah. his, took his cowbell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, TCU is definitely the worst, by far the worst experience at an away place, away game we've ever been to. We've been to a few. In, yeah, and, and so I mean, you know, you, you you come across drunk fans, crazy fans, come across, but these guys, these, they, he wasn't drunk; he was just an asshole, and and, and so. I hope the rest of TCU fans aren't like that. Well, I don't remember any of them even being no. overly welcoming or, no. or or nice or you usually I got a go free places. T-shirt at Auburn. Yeah, well, you usually go places like, hey man, we really appreciate y'all coming. Think, and and now of course Colorado State beat us, but even before that game, they like, bought our drinks. Yeah, they bought that us drinks the whole time. That whole that was the probably the best experience we've ever had. They thought they won the damn Super Bowl. Yeah, when they, they beat did. us. And so you no, know we'd be four and four and oh twenty over yeah. the next two seasons. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> So I have a, a special hatred for this TCU team. So anything that I say about this game is going to be biased. I, I want Arkansas to beat the living hell out of TCU. But it makes me think a little bit. It's it's interesting. You got a lot of Razorback fans out there beating their chest about their hatred for the SEC and how we should go to the Big 12. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> what happens if we go and get beat by by twenty to TCU in a bowl game? You know, I mean, if a frog had wings; he wouldn't bump its ass every time it hopped. Not even a horn frog. Yeah, right. Oh man, that's the dumbest shit ever. Oh man, that's Same almost calls. as bad as stand up for what? 
Oh, it was third down. Third down for what? what? It's third down for what? Whatever it was. Retarded third shit. down to first down for <laughs> Alex Collins. <laughs> yeah. That was. Oh, dear God. But anyway, so looking at the game, the matchup, like I said, hopefully Tyler and I will get on and, and do a preview pie that will drop on Thursday. Um, but, I mean, you look at it. Arkansas is allowing 35 points a game. TCU about 24 points a game. TCU is going to want to win this game, I would think, on the defensive side, especially with now talks of their, their, their transfer quarterback, Max Duggan. With a heart condition, maybe not playing. Um, a lot of He's questions. Their leading safety. rusher and leading passer. Yeah, and he very well may not play in this game. And if he doesn't, then Arkansas has a significantly, significantly better chance of winning. Obviously, yeah, because we got about thirty percent of what that thingy over on the side says. Yeah, I don't. I don't know I that don't I agree that. with that. I don't either. Four and a half point spread. TCU. Both teams. Think are, we're at full strength too. We are. I mean, there shouldn't like be any everybody's issues. Everybody's healthy. Yes, everybody should be healthy. There's no COVID issues currently. Grant hopefully Morgan now. Back on the field. See what happens after co- after Christmas time and everybody. But I think they were all up. They've there, already right? done that. Okay, so we're all they good. To, Bumper Pool talked about it today. Yeah, and they talked about their full strength. Good. So like everybody is on the go. I'm sure they've got them in full lockdown for the next couple of days. Uh, assuming that they're going to practice tomorrow and leave the day after. Yeah, they're they're flying on New Year's Eve, right? Or no? No, the game's on New Year's. They're Eve. flying the day. They're before. flying on the thirtieth. Yes, there you go. H town, put it down. Yeah. So looking forward to that. Obviously, go? we're going to see go. if see if Traylon. Now, yeah, I thought about it. I'll but skip no. Christmas in, in, in Mississippi. No, I really don't want to go. Oh dang! Uh, but uh, Traylon Smith going back home. That's an interesting story to watch. Woodville is too. Woodville's going home as well. Um, be really interesting. Can Traylon Burks hit the thousand yard mark for the season? 180 away. I think he can. So 180 and three touchdowns. Let's just make everything even. Thousand yards, ten touchdowns. I was thinking that. Before I like we that. Started the pod. <laughs> I was like, look at the math. We can do this. Let's do it on nine catches and get 60 receptions. Too. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Absolutely, I mean, that'd be perfect. He could blow that out of the water very easily. Too. So Felipe Franks, 2100 yards, 17 touchdowns, four interceptions. You're gonna have I mean, somebody on the Arkansas side have a breakout game. Well, I and don't it's, know where it's gonna come from, but it's. Somebody that you're not expecting is going to have a game. Yeah, it's very likely. Go Trey Knox. Yeah, hey, that's a guy. And and again, very well hey, could be. I mean, you just you just never know. I mean, you've got a lot of names. I mean, heck, the, and we'll just jump into this as well. But um, you know, let me get back over here. Maybe There's a bunch of good news. Wow, that's a neat picture. What's one? Oh, that's really weird. <laughs> I, I don't know what is happening. But here. it happened. Whoa. Well. Okay. Who did he is? There we go. How about that? But I mean, Quaylen yeah. Crawford. So just Quaylen Crawford um, will will step in and get his first look. We'll get our first look at him in a Razorback uniform this week. The for the very Davion Warren type receiver. Yes, 5'10", 170, 175 pound speedster, so to speak. Yeah, well, you you were looking at that before. Four five speed. Said four five, and then his shuttle was was like a four two or four three. Yeah. So I mean, and that was in high school. I think when those numbers were recorded, and you know, in you know, college and NFL, they don't really look at a forty anymore. Right. They run right. it in combine, but you know, they're over there tracking mile an hour and how fast yeah. you get down the field. Yeah. DK Metcalf the hell out of it and go. Yes. 
So, I mean, you look at it, uh, I mean, 5'10", 175, four-star prospect out of high school. He's the number 179 overall prospect, number eight overall athlete, number seven prospect from the state of Texas in the 2018 class. That's a pretty impressive number. Yeah. So, that's, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing. I mean, you look at what this, what they've got this guy, um, he falls into that blanket eligibility transfer waiver thingy. So, he's going to get to play. That's a good piece. You made them, you made the mention that, um, you made, I don't know what's happening. You mentioned the Davion Warren comparison. I think it's important. That's a big piece you of this need whole thing. Someone like yeah, that. I mean, it's just another piece you can put in there that can stretch the field, that can be an inside possession receiver. I like it. I mean, I think, and, and he's been practicing with them. So it's they not- had mentioned something on the radio earlier that uh, I think Trey Beatty was talking about, saying that any time that they need like the most explosive player that they're preparing for as far as practice goes, that's who Jaqueline Jaqu- Crawford. You know, emulates as far as what they want. So that says a lot to me. If you yeah. got that kid out there saying, "All right, well, you can't play in the game, but you can be this guy," uh, here you go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's get into some other really good news for Arkansas here as we start talking football. Um, like I said, we'll hopefully Tyler and I'll jump dive more into this uh, on Wednesday or on Thursday, I guess. Um, but uh, some big news for the Hogs this over the last few days. So obviously, with the new NCAA rules allowing everyone to have basically this year for free, we've had a lot of names that have been that have been being announced over the last week or so of guys that are coming back, and the big names so far obviously we talked about this before we got started but the entire two deep on the offensive line is back next year think about yes sir that may that may be the yes sir moment of the of the season for next season like when you think about very much so the fact that they're going to have all that depth i mean 16 scholarship linemen as of right now and that doesn't include the guys that they're bringing in so guys like Cole Carson, guys like some of these Big other guys, they're going to be able to come in and just develop on the offensive line. So, yeah, I think that's going to be huge, obviously. And then you look on the other side. Well, of course, on the offensive side, you get T.J. Hammond to announce today that he's coming back. That's um, an if right there. Yeah, so I'm going that through this. Happening. Yeah, I'm going through this on uh, these are guys. <laughs> I was trying to get the other the guys that have actually said they are coming back. So um, you got T.J., you got Grant. You have possibly Hayden Henry hadn't decided yet. You talk, Myron Cunningham, yeah. um, Grant Morgan, Ty, Ty Clary, Davion Warren has Davion said he's coming Warren. back. Blake Kern today yeah, said he's coming back. One. That's huge. He had a really good season. Of course, TJ, and, and then so some guys that we're watching for, um, and I'll get your thoughts on this as I was going through. You were kind of making some comments, but Xavier Kelly. Flip a coin, 50-50. So I think I think Kelly I think he needs more film, in my opinion, to to do well. Yeah, I mean, and you look at it. So you there'll be another guy we'll talk about here in a minute, but a guy like Jonathan Marshall that ain't had played a lot a lot bigger part than I think anyone expected him to this year. Yes, um, and who knows the lack of an off season for a guy like Kelly? Maybe that hurt him. I don't know, but I do agree. Now he's an older guy. How much does that hurt him in terms of his his potential future in the NFL? Do you want to go ahead and get that clock started as soon as possible and make a little bit of money on a practice squad somewhere, or do you come back to Arkansas try to put together a full true actual season of tape and, and and show what you can do with a full off season with a full I mean it's it's amazing Arkansas this was almost like a full practice year when I mean, you look at the way things work known factor to all this too 
you still to this point don't even know what they're going to do next season. Yeah, but I mean, you, you got to believe that football is not going to be a big question next fall. I mean, you were able to get through this season in the height of this shit. Next year, you're going to have you've got the virus. Lot, I mean, you've got the vaccine. You've got all this other stuff. So thanks a lot. John. Why is Lane, Lane Kiffin like big head on my screen right now? <laughs> that was early in the season. His hair is way longer. Uh, so Surfer, I mean, dude. Yeah. So to me, I think Xavier Kelly comes back. I think he's a guy that you can really be. He will be a centerpiece of the defensive line next year. You would hope if he comes back. So especially with Marshall departing is. We, we haven't gotten to that, but I'm sure we both feel the same way. Uh, he played himself into a pro, pro career. Yeah. Next name on the list, Jonathan Marshall. Obviously, why does this ad keep popping up there? I'm saying bye-bye. Uh, but, yeah, I agree. I don't think he's coming back. Huge year this year. Definitely made himself some money. Um, bye. Kicker A.J. Reed, you can go. Um, I like our new guy coming in. I'm good. Yeah, we so, don't know anything about him yet, but hey, I talked number to him. two. <laughs> Uh, Deion Edwards like kicked football. So I want to say that a guy like Deion Edwards, I'd like to see come back, but he's not done anything overly impressive in his career since he's been here. Nope. I think, in my opinion, I mean, sure, maybe he makes a little bit of depth at the linebacker spot, but I think Arkansas is going to get better at linebacker. Levi Draper. Yeah, hope, well, yeah, hopefully he's healthy and can actually play. But, you know, Should be. Yeah, hopefully, but that's been a story of his entire college career, his injury and, and all that. So yeah, He's that number 25 kid back there, too. But Okay, so for me, for Deion Edwards, I think Deion Edwards is a guy, while I like the idea of the depth, now, Maybe Barry Odom can develop him and he can turn into an Hayden Henry or a Grant Morgan. I don't know. I, I think the second person you said on that list. Yeah, I think Deion Edwards is better suited for a guy that if he wants to use the extra senior year and he can, I'd transfer. I just don't see much field for Deion Edwards in the future. If you get, if you didn't get on the field this year, you didn't get on the field with with as bad as we were at linebacker. Have a look like with Michael Petway or something. Yeah, go somewhere else and. Well, that's fine. A change so, of scenery, well, a change absolutely. of scenery can be good for a guy. So, I'm interested in this kid. Yeah. So, Micah Smith, defensive back. Didn't he? He had an injury this year, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. I think it was a knee or something. So, I do think Micah Smith comes back. I don't know what do you what else you gonna do unless again you want to change the scenery. But but what else are you gonna do? I I like what Micah Smith can bring in, in terms of. I mean, he's got an opportunity at safety to play right there uh, with a guy like Catalan. So, well, you're not going to replace him. Well, no, you're definitely not going to replace him. But I mean, you got to take him off the field sometimes, and heaven forbid he gets caught for another bullshit bogus targeting penalty. So, the backup. You just saw where depth was a major issue for Arkansas this year at times. We knew it would be, and it's still going to be for the next couple years. So, to me, a guy like Micah Smith, I'd like to. He makes sense to come back. Oh man, on the fence with this one. Tyson Morris. Didn't have a bad junior season. Came out of nowhere, obviously, but... Well, and he was... This year, obviously, you had the emergence of uh, a Trey Burks that was really going to shine. Yeah. You had Davion Warren show up, who, you know, really has had more of a lackluster career. Until the start of this year. Until this year. Uh, You saw... Mike Woods be Mike Woods and and come up big when when needed, uh, and then I think the the hole with Trey Smith out of the backfield being able to catch the ball kind of hurt his stat line yeah. more than anything. Well, and I like Tyson Morse a lot. He he's a hard worker. He's the epitome of what this team needs in terms of a leader. I think he's a guy that, that's really he's probably a really good locker room guy. He, he you know he's, he's this guy's a walk on. I mean, just a really good yeah. 
Just a really, I, I really like Tyson Morris. But for me, unless unless Tyson Morris wants to get into coaching after football, or he just really loves being in college, I'm gonna go ahead and move on. Like you, you're not gonna play. You look at how good Arkansas, obviously how good Justin Step and Arkansas recruits at the wide receiver position. You got Jaqueline Crawford, who obviously is gonna get to play now. Darren Turner. You got. Yeah, I was gonna say that was my next name, Darren Turner. And then you look at the guys that are coming in on this class. Tyson Morris is going to get shuffled way, way, way down. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I really like Tyson Morris. I think that, and and again, I think if he's got the want to be, but if you look at it this way, you've got, you know, you had a four-star Trey Knox, you had a four-star TQ Jackson, and a four-star Shamar Nash. And I think TQ saw the field for special teams once or twice last year. Morris. Or excuse me, Nash didn't. Yeah, this guy came in and took the place of two highly, you know, touted recruits. Oh yeah, uh, and sometimes a third, you know, there for a little bit, and it's been on the field. He just hadn't been targeted that much. Yeah, I take nothing away from Morris. I think, like I said, I think he's got an opportunity. But again, it's a guy that's a lot of not going to be, especially when you talk about Davian Warren's coming back. It's just a lot at the wide receiver room to me. And if I again, unless you just love college and you want to be a coach in the future. Mm-hmm. I'm going to graduate and go get a job. I mean, make some money, you know? But again, it's, it's, that's, you know, I'm not Tyson Morris. I don't know what his situation is. Want nothing but the best for all these guys, no matter what. Whatever you do, do it well. You can hold the football. So, yeah, Jack Lindsay, quarterback and holder. (laughs) It's going to be our next, uh, who's the one? Uh, Dow Loggins. I'm going to end up a a big time offensive coordinator in the NFL. So, um, yeah. Where's he at now? You know, I don't. He was, he, oh, man, was he at Miami for a little bit? Yeah, he did. Dow's been kind of around everybody. He did really good at Chicago. That's where he got a big name for himself with Chicago for a little bit, and then that went away. But name was taller than he was. Yeah, yeah. So, Jack Lindsay, obviously, this is another one of those things that, like, unless, I mean, we know Jack Lindsay's not hurting for money. Like, in terms no, of, he doesn't, I think, I'm pretty uh, sure he's got a job waiting on him when he gets out of college. He's okay there. I would go back to college yeah. at that point. If I'm Jack Lindsay, I'm, I'm living another year. Yeah, I'm buddy. Ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like he gets I'm hit. I'm wearing that red and it's white. It's not like he gets hurt that much. He gets the one of the easier jobs on the field. We'll never actually have to go out and play quarterback. And just gets to live the, the good life for one more he season. Travels every game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If I'm Jack Lindsay, I'm 100% coming back. Like, <laughs> hey, Dad, I'll come to work in, in a bit. Leave me alone right now. Leave me alone. I'm doing something that not a lot of people can ever say they've done. Yeah. Speaking of interesting, this is kind of a rabbit hole, but uh, Cameron Vale, defensive back out of Bryant. Yeah. Came in the shop a couple days ago, worked on his car. Yeah. And he needed to come back. His dad's like, he's got a football game to play. I didn't realize who it was. I was like, oh, yeah. I know who this kid is now. Ding. That's good. Oh, it was great. I was like, look at that bright kid coming in. How about that? Hey, well, I mean, you should see a few of them. Maybe we can get you. (laughs) All right. So the big one, obviously, that I think the Twitter world is convinced that he's coming back. The Twitter world's convinced he's coming back. coming back to Arkansas. But uh, Felipe Franks. um, You're not hitting me in the head with an egg, however. If I'm wrong, I'm, no, because I'm not even taking that bet at all. Um, I mean, I can see we're set in the quarterback room. I'll say that. I think we are. We are okay. So, would I turn him down? Uh, I'm well, I don't know. I'll take this point from here. You can answer back. Okay, so here's how I look at this Felipe Franks. 
gets to show off his arm in the senior bowl. That's a plus. Mm-hmm. He gets to show them, you know, he came to Arkansas hoping to show out and possibly make his way into an NFL draft. Right. And I, I think he has proved himself enough to be picked up by an NFL team, maybe in the late four, five, six rounds, maybe seven, somewhere in that range, second or third day, obviously. Um, would I like to have him back as far as his talent, his leadership, and his ability to see the field? Yes. Do I think it would hinder the Malik Hornsby, the KJ Jefferson, your Lucas Coley, your Landon Rogers? Uh, I said that right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whoever else is there, I think it could be a hindrance on that too, because yeah. you're going to lose somebody of that group, and there's lots and lots of talent. I think every single one of those is four star rated. You know, as far as what they came out of high school, I think, I know Hornsby was, I know Jefferson was, he got his late, and I think Coley might have, did he get his fourth? No, Coley never got anywhere near a four, but Coley's issue was... No film. Yeah, Coley's issue was film, and obviously a weird season this year. Landon, I think, did, but it was right there on the edge of it if he did. I think one of them had him as, and one of them didn't. Yeah, I think you're right there. Like 247 had him, and then Rivals did not. something like that. Rogers Rogers is highly athletic and highly talented. We'll see where he fits. But After seeing that kid play a couple yeah. times, it's that's Yeah, I mean, he's obviously a man among boys out there on the field. Right now. Yeah, right now. So, yeah. So, okay. So, I agree with you on the Franks thing. It, my thing is, is one, okay, if he comes back, could he improve his draft stock? Absolutely. He could come back. Tyler Wilson. And Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, right. He could come back and Arkansas could do really, really, really well. And he'd be a driving force behind that with a better team, with a full camp, with a full offseason. I get it. I get it. I get quick. the reason why it's 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 alluring to think he could come back. But I'm with you. Where my issue is, is from a from personal standpoint. If Arkansas, if this was an Arkansas personal team. Personnel. Well, personal. So, from, for, I guess selfish is the better word I should use. Okay. So a selfish standpoint. If Arkansas was, this is where I draw the line for me personally. If Arkansas was looking at a, 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 a Franks was the difference between Arkansas competing for an SEC title and going to a, a playoff. If, if Franks is that big of a difference maker next year in general, like we know, look, we got the running back, we got the receiver. We got the defense. We can make a run in the SEC. We just need the experience of Felipe Franks. Arkansas doesn't have that team next year. Nope. Arkansas should be a good team next year. Arkansas should win. 100 or better. Yeah, Arkansas. I mean, I think the, the basement should be six wins next year because the basement would have been six this year they if they would have played the full season. Should have got it. And this so, period. Yeah. So, so if Franks comes back next year, what? You get, I mean, we. I don't know exactly. I know we got to go to Texas next year. So, I mean. Talk Texas. Yeah, right? And so, I mean, I don't know exactly what the schedule looks, how it all lines up next year with all how things are going to work out. But. Okay, so if Franks comes back, Arkansas is a nine-win team versus a seven-win team. You know, I mean, is that worth it? Is that worth? Is he worth two wins to you? Well, I think he is. Absolutely. I think he is. I think he's a guy that, it, well, when you look at the differences in what you have and just the experience, obviously, KJ gained some really good experience in the end of the season. Yes, he did. Which I thought was really good. And surprising because he's not, that wasn't what I expected. I really thought Hornsby was going to be your guy. And he may that very makes, well be. That makes two of us. Yeah. And he very well may be next year. We don't know. But to your point, if Franks comes back, you suddenly start log jamming things backwards. 
And what worries me about that is what, what I don't want to see Arkansas do. Okay, you know, we all love if you're if you were an Oklahoma fan over the last three or four years, it's been exciting to watch your quarterback Hell position. Yeah, because has. you've been able to rotate Heisman Trophy winners, you've become a quarterback factory almost. But look what happened to them last year when they had an undeveloped guy that they had to trust. You had you didn't have a guy that had built into the system oh, for three years. Of Spencer Rattler. Yes, you had a guy that had a pretty good season, but Oklahoma overall struggled yes, as a team. Did. And now, sure, they finished in a weird year up high. We're gonna, I want to talk about that before we're done with the pod oh, tonight. Lord, we're in we've trouble. gone a little bit long, but it'd be all right. Actually, like about nine, ten minutes. Ten minutes. Of that is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, lunch lady land. Lunch lady land. Yeah, so what I don't want to see Arkansas end up being is the team that's either 100% dependent on that one or two year rent a quarterback versus like developing that. a guy. Sure, you may need a guy like Franks. Like right now, he's a great stopgap. He he's a, a guy. Plug and play is yes. what he was. And so, and there may be years you need that. You may be, you may have a guy like just, and, and, and again, this is not me wishing failure on anybody, but let's just say Malik Hornsby doesn't work out. He's not as good as everybody thinks he is, but he's your starter for a year and he bombs. Now you need that grand tra- grad transfer to, to to fill the gap. I'm okay with that situation you at quarterback. You pick up a Clemson backup or an Alabama yes. backup that's a stud anywhere else. Right. Yes. I'm okay with that. Me too. But I I, I think what happens is if a guy Better like Franks comes back, Hornsby or or Jefferson are gone. Whichever one is, does not. One, no doubt. Yeah, whichever one doesn't see themselves being the starter next year or, or, or battling for the two spot next year is gone. They're, they're going to leave because they want to play. And, and that's the nature of the game. So I'm with you. I, I think that for me. What's that kid's name? Tate Martell. Oh, dear God. What was that? He, he's been like, what, 14 times? I don't know, something like that. <laughs> yeah. But, and so, you can't do it that way, no, though. No, no. Golly. So, yeah. So long answer to that question is I, I don't want to see Franks come back. I would rather see the development. I want to see what these guys in Jefferson, I want to see what a guy can do in this Browse offense that's built for this Browse offense. And, and it, that's where you want to see Hornsby. Yes. And it's, or even, or K, I, th- I think KJ's got an opportunity to be, KJ's a bigger runner, but he's still a more of a threat God, to run. He's to watch. He is. And he's a, he's more of a threat to run than, than Frank's is. And, and I like that. that. Yeah. He's and- you know, if you keep him upright, and, and I think that whole monster line coming back with another year of your tutelage from one Sam Pittman and two from Brad Davis, uh, and that little bitty thing they call a weight room up there, uh, I think you're going to do nothing but get better. Uh, I think, who are the other linemen? They had a Jalen St. John was a big right. monster. They had, was it Ray Curry? Ray Curry's another one. At 6'5", 300 plus. And yeah. then, uh, was it Marcus Henderson? was the other big stud that was out of the Memphis area that they had moved down to tight end, but I imagine they'll move him back up to line. But, I mean, you've got all those guys that just sat there and chilled all this year and just put away cheeseburgers and whatever they wanted to eat (laughs) and turned it into meat. So... I think the, the experience of that, you know, you, you could have the whole package develop better, and that's what you want. Yeah. So I'm I'm there. Yeah. I want to see more. Yeah, that, and that's how I am. And I, I want to see those guys get their opportunity. So I, I wish Felipe nothing but the best. He was amazing Absolutely. at Arkansas. Thank you. If he came back, I'd be excited. I just mm-hmm. personally, s- selfishly, I would I want to see him. Is that kind of like an Isaiah Joe thing? No, I think. Rabbit hole number three. Yeah, I don't know that I even want to get into that. Nope. Let, let's get these last couple of names out of the way. Dorian, Dorian Gerald, I, I don't see him coming back. Everything he's been through, the, the neck injury, the injury to start this year. 
I know it's been a weird year, but that's one I really wanted to see do well too. It's a sad thing. I did too, and and who knows? It's unfortunate for him. More yeah. than I see anything. Yeah, and who knows? And maybe he has a huge year if he comes back. I just I don't think he comes back. You know, somebody has a huge year next year. Who's that? Julius Coates. I think I could see that. He's got to get the motor 100% of the time, or, or at least give me 90% of the time. started seeing it in the last couple of games yeah. of the year yeah. with how much he was pursuing folks downfield and yeah. everything like that. Well, maybe we'll see it in the bowl game. So. I hope he takes whatever quarterback's head yeah. off. The other guy that uh, we'll talk about, Hayden Henry. Yeah. I mean, obviously we know the Henrys aren't hurting for money, so it wouldn't be a money factor as to whether or not he wants to move on to, to his work life or whatever. I think Hayden Henry now is in a different position, though. This is a guy that, do you look at the writing on the wall and go, okay, I'm, I didn't get a ton of playing time this year in a season when we lacked depth. Uh, next season we're going to be even better. How writing, much time are we going to play? on the wall. Yeah. So, and, and it's a position you're going to take. A, it's not like the Jack Lindsay situation where no, this is a linebacker. You're going to take a beating. Yes. And so. Uh, you're definitely going to, well, I could say that you're definitely going to lose a bumper pool next year to the draft. Oh, yeah. You, well, uh, you would think. No, well, I mean, he'll be a junior, a junior. If yeah. He wants to be, but technically a senior. Right. So, I, mean, I see, I don't see him staying for a full senior, senior year. Right. Yeah. No, he's gone. Yeah. Truthfully, I wouldn't be surprised to see him jump on out there now. Uh, just like I said with Cam Curl, uh, his, his motor's there, but uh, hopefully we get to see that one back. I think that'd be the only one we'd be in danger of losing as a junior. I know you don't like bumper. It's okay. No, I, I, I don't. I just don't think that bumper is going to go anywhere that soon. But okay. I want to get into this for a minute before we're done with the pod tonight because we didn't get a chance to talk about it. It's one of the topics I was going to have on last week, six but then decided and not to have it. Six, six and oh, yeah. But I want to get into this for a second. because Hot garbage. Because I saw, and, 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 and that might be your take, I, I saw <laughs> everybody get all worked up and all upset over the, the football playoff. And we need an eight-team playoff. We need no, this. We need that. They no, didn't get it right. No, okay, I have a question. What didn't they get right about the top four? Um, you had the two play the three, and you had the one play the now seven. Uh, the one in the seven was actually a pretty damn good game. It did end up being a pretty good uh, game. A lot better than I expected it to be. Uh, Clemson did exactly what I thought they would do to Notre Dame. Yep. Uh, I just have a hatred for Ohio State uh, with how the big, was it the Big Ten? Yeah. The Big Ten operated on that. Um, it's not like Michigan was going to get in their way. No. Uh, you would probably see, you know, a 7-0 and instead of a 6-0. and But, you know, it, do I think Texas A&M was deserving to get in there? Uh, yes, I do. I would have them as a three, not a four, just because of where the Alabama setup would be. Right. I would put Ohio State in over Notre Dame, uh, just out of curiosity, uh, and I would. That's the only thing I would change. <laughs> Drop Notre Dame, A and M to the three, Ohio State to the four, and let it ride. Yeah. Okay. So here's strictly for not seeing a Texas A and M Alabama one four matchup. Right. That and, is and it. 
and I can understand that, but we're, we're going to see, a, a, well, I guess no, we'll see Clemson on State. But anyway, so here, here's my thing. People got all worked up and, and mad. Well, this, this matchup's going to be a blowout. Alabama, Notre Dame's going to be a blowout. I, I, Clemson, Ohio State's going to be a blowout. Well, sure, they very well may be, but that's the wrong argument. Like, that's not the argument you should be making right now. What was the better matchup? Do you want to see? Texas A&M's one loss to the season is to, to a number one to Alabama. Alabama yeah. And they beat a really I mean, good Florida team. Yes. Yeah. And, and so, they've beaten everybody else they've played. Yeah. In any other year, that's a 12-1 and one or 11-1 and one team that doesn't make the conference title game because their only loss is to the conference champion and perennial number one team pretty much every year. Yeah. So, but here's my question, and this is what I didn't understand about this entire argument. Okay. So, I'm okay with Alabama, Clemson, Obviously, those two. I'm not against Notre Dame being in there. I don't think Ohio State has any business being in this game. And it's for the exact same reason that Dabo Sweeney has publicly come out and said why. And it's the fact that they haven't played anybody. I do, too. Dabo doesn't pull any punches. He's not ugly about it. He's not a jerk. He just comes out and says, look, this is what I think. And he's right. He's 100% right. Look, Ohio State may really be one of the top four teams in the country. But they're coming into this with such a massive advantage of only playing six football games. Six games. They they didn't have to try to fight through all this crap. They didn't have to try to battle through all this. I would take that number eight team, honestly, just to throw them in there because everybody always wants that. And, and I don't go ahead and throw them up there yeah. and watch what happens when they get in there with that upper echelon. And I don't disagree with that. I think, it, but but that's my question. Who else? When you look at this, who else are you putting in there that you feel is going to give you a better game? than the four that they've presented us. Okay, not. outside of Texas A&M, potentially. Oklahoma won't. Oklahoma's not. as a team that lost to Kansas be, State. Florida, Florida would State. be a better matchup. Uh, now, now take that back. With Kyle Pitts opting out. Yeah, well, but he probably doesn't opt out if they're in the if playoffs. If they're in the playoff, he doesn't yeah. opt out. So that's a different story. But Florida, again, Florida, they've lost three games, though, this year. Florida had their opportunities and lost three times. Mm-hmm. They lose so, to South Carolina or not? No, they no, lost. South to, Carolina was a close one for them early, and then they ended up breaking it open. Yeah, what they lose to Alabama, Alabama, A uh, and M, and was it LSU? And LSU, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, that's a team to me that really turned on late. By the way, yeah, I, I, I don't know how. how yeah, there's something weird about the water down there in Cajunland. But so, I mean, when you look at this, and we've already seen Coastal Carolina got beat by Liberty in their bowl game. So, you really think they could have matched up in a, in a playoff game? No. Cincinnati, we'll never know. Maybe they could have, but the again, only I don't quality know. win that Ohio State had was against Indiana. Yeah, and so, so I mean, to me, if if they got anything wrong here. It's Ohio State should come out and Texas A&M should be in. But again, to me... You have to have them at the three. You cannot have a 1-4 SEC matchup. I I agree, but I don't even care where they would put that. It wouldn't even matter to me. I I would be fine with them playing Alabama and A&M. But again, in that scenario, they wouldn't have because you would have had an Alabama A&M and a uh, uh, Clemson-Notre Dame matchup again for the third time this season. They wouldn't have done that. And maybe that's why, because they couldn't justify putting A&M at three and Notre Dame at four. And I don't know why. Why you couldn't, um, but whatever. I like how it lines up. And like I said, I'm with you on the Ohio State doesn't belong. I know I said earlier that I would have them at a four, you know, if I had A&M in there. But I just, I'm still disagreeing with the thing there. Well, but I, but there's not a better team that you know of that you could put in there, yeah. truthfully. I mean, I'm th- when you look the at those, who A&M you put in there? Drubbed. I mean, Fisher was right in what he said. He came out and had a pretty good statement about yeah. it, you know. 
Well, and I think A&M has every right to be upset about being they left do, out. For sure. Ohio State should not be Miles rewarded. garbage, like I've said for his whole career, but <laughs> apparently he does something right. Well, but he was right, too. He, I mean, he was on social media you know, talking crap about how, and he's right. I mean, when you look at it, again, Ohio State is only number three because they were ranked at the top of the rankings to start the year. They've done nothing. If you really go by the body of work of this season— Ohio State said nothing. You think it's a lot of it just wanting to see Justin Fields? Well, I think that's 100% of it. I, I think, and again, I'm not even, I'm not saying Still that Ohio State, he is. I'm not saying Ohio State may not be the top team in the, or a, a number, a top four team in the country. The problem is, is this is like saying, here, the rest of you guys go play 11 really hard games, and we're going to let Ohio State just gift their way in after playing five crap games in a, in a, turn, in a championship Colorado game. Went 11 and 0 in an all SEC season. Yeah, which has never, never happened. Obviously, never happened before. Never happened. I mean, it's just crazy. So, Clemson loses their only game to the number four slot without the hot rod number one pick in the draft. Yeah. yeah. Plain and simple. Right. And then when he came in, you saw what daddy had to do. Yeah. Yeah. He put that Pantene <laughs> Pro-V on him and went on out. Right. Exactly. So so I, I I don't have an issue with it in the terms of the way everybody's arguing it and the fact that, oh, we'd have a better match. No, you wouldn't. You want to have a – you want to – if you really want that – and then this is, and this is my last little, little rabbit hole Rabbit hole number four. Uh, part of this, just because it's part of the playoff, because we've had this argument. I think we even talked about it in our group chat. Probably so. Um, but the fact of an eight an eighteen playoff. An 18 playoff doesn't solve anything unless now unless the power five is going to 100% separate from everyone else then an 18 tournament makes sense because you take your five conference champions, three at large, done. If you're going to act like you care about the rest of college football then it, it has to be at minimum, and I don't think it should be any bigger, but it has to be a 16-team playoff. Did you hear the argument people were making, trying to make for USC until they lost to Oregon? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, that was the name. Like, they haven't really done anything either. Well, they were less, they were, yeah, they, they had a lesser chance than Ohio State did. I mean, mm-hmm. considering what they, hell, no one even knew they were playing football out West. Like, did, you, like, watch a, did you watch the Pac-12 game this year? Accidentally. I think I might have, I watched part of the Pac-12 championship. And then, I didn't see that one. I might have been, uh, well, okay, so, UCLA USC game or part of it one night at Hooters and that was about it yeah so last week not this past weekend we just came out the weekend before is my wife's birthday and so we went and got a hotel down in Hot Springs and spent the weekend together and I think the Pac-12 championship game was on while she was taking a shower so I literally just had it up in front of me but um, so yeah so I mean who cares about them but anyway okay so my point if you want to do this correctly and you want to take you want to take the this this bullcrap computers and and algorithms and and what ifs and and all this and and play it out on the field then and you're going to keep division 1 fbs football as it sits then it's very simple you have 11 football playing conferences in FBS football. What do you do? 11, 11 in and five wild, you take five your, wild cards? You take your 11 conference champions and five at large. So you'll have six SEC teams and... <laughs> <laughs> Potentially, it could happen, but I don't think it would play out that way because nah, you'd have four in there. Because you're gonna well, because even okay, let's look at it this year: Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, uh, what Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you? Who won the Pac-12? Uh, Oregon. Oregon. Um, Oh, Oregon. And there's some other conferences out there not thinking about that probably aren't even ranked in this. But so that that's your eight. 
San Jose State, they won the Mountain West in, 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 the, in the Starkles. <laughs> Sparkle with Starkle. Get down. <laughs> so that's another one that, sh- that gets How in. How the hell does that happen? Is that not crazy, man? Everyone that left Chad Morris got that. better. Yeah, everyone that left Chad Morris got better. Undefeated. Except Gus Malton. That's because he didn't leave him. He brought him. <laughs> Dumbass. You're fired. <laughs> You're fired. Yeah, that's fantastic. Damn. But so, so I mean, you take those 11 conference champions and then you're going to have, you know, you're going to have a Florida, of course. You're going to have, you know, a, a, a potentially USC in a year like this if you had a full season. So you're going to have garbage. A, but, but still, you're not giving out this, oh, we all play for the same championship when in reality, every year, even this year, there's really only two teams playing for the championship this UCF year. UCF that a couple yes. of years ago. Yes. Yeah, where are they at? Yes. And now give them, give, them, UCF? give them some credit. They, didn't they just get beaten there? They just got beaten their bowl game the other day, I think. I don't see them on there. Yeah, they're not on there. They're not going to be ranked. <laughs> Oregon, 4-2 and two on the Pac-12. Tailed. <laughs> Fantastic. Dumbest stuff. Uh, NC State got 11 games man, in. So awesome. Uh, anyway, I don't Jesus. know. I ain't got anything else, I don't guess. That was just my thoughts. I, I mean, I don't think the play, I don't think they got the playoff that bad. I really didn't anticipate this going this long tonight, but we did. I'm okay with it. Somehow. I don't know how. We always do this. We're like, see, oh, we're going to. What happened was. Oh, it's like, oh, we're going to BS our way through this, and then we BS for an hour. So, it's all right. BS, though. Well, I don't know. It's been real. It's been fun, but it hasn't been real fun. Go enjoy your Christmas this week. Yeah, I don't know when I'm going to do that. And, uh, tomorrow. Um, yeah. Stay safe on New Year's. That's the wrong one. I know. Um, stay safe on New Year's, whatever you decide to do there. No more year and a half no. recovery times. I will be asleep before everybody says Happy New Year. I'll probably be up till then. Totally plan on doing that just on purpose. <laughs> All right, man. We'll enjoy it this week. Hopefully, we'll have a preview pod of the bowl game where we beat them horny frogs and uh, a lot of good basketball this week. So enjoy. Until next week, Woo Pig. Woo Pig. Joining me now on the pod is Razorback linebacker commit Jermaine Hamilton Jordan out of Lincoln College Prep in Kansas City, Missouri. Welcome on the pod, Jermaine. Hey, thanks for having me. Yes, sir. We really appreciate you joining us. I know this is a, a busy, crazy time right now. Uh, so just wanted to get you on and chat about your commitment and signing to Arkansas tomorrow. All right, I'm ready. All right, so first off, I want to talk about your senior season, uh, loaded with accolades. Tell the folks what all those accolades are. Um, well, if you can remember, I them won. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna name some of the key ones. Uh, first team all district linebacker, and I was first team. I don't know. It was a lot. Yeah. I know I won defensive. I, yeah, I, I know I won a couple of defensive player of the year awards uh, for Kansas City. I won that defensive player of the year award, and then for my conference, I'm actually a three-time uh, defensive player of the year in my conference ever since sophomore year. And I know that that there's a couple more awards coming out soon. About three more awards that I'm up for uh, winning. So. 
um, it still won't stop. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Congrats. I was I was kind of going through your Twitter trying to keep up with all, and I was like, oh my gosh, maybe he'll remember. So so many you can't remember. That's good. That's a, that's a good senior season. So congrats on all that. And and, and now that your high school career is officially over, let's look back a bit. How do you feel you've grown as a player these past few years? Um, I really grown as a player because, like, I had, like, my first coach. He was really more of a defensive line coach. Uh, And then I got Coach Michael Rose-Ivy. He played linebacker at Nebraska. And he really knew the game. And once he came in, it became so much easier to understand gaps and hitting holes. And it really, I mean, he really told me the game, watching film with him. Like, he watched film every single day. He will always upload at least 50 items a week. And, like, just being, just being around him helped me, um, like, really grow as a player that I am today uh, throughout the, through, through the transition to sophomore to junior year. Went from a 92-season tackle to a 150-season tackle. So that, that explains a lot. Yeah, no doubt. That's awesome. So Barry Odom, a Missouri man, how excited How excited are you to play for him? Um, well, now that everything's going to go over and sit still, I can tell you, like, today he called me. Uh, I knew that's where I was going to go, 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 go play for him. And that was back in May. No, that was back in March, I believe, March 3rd when I got the offer. I'm not sure, but the day he called, I knew I was going to Arkansas. Like, I'm ready to play for him. Like, he really knows how he put his players in the right position. He's more than just a coach. He's, he'll be a father figure to me. Like, we sat down and talked for, like, hour on my visit and like he we didn't even talk about the game we talked about stuff outside of school how he's going to help me grow and develop just as just as a man so i I love coach i made a play for him very cool very cool so grant morgan bumper pool two of the best tacklers in the country how exciting how exciting was it to see their production as a guy who's coming in who will hopefully you know who's going to replace them someday on the field uh, yeah, it's it's the system. It's the system that Coach Odom puts in. He every player eats from from D line to safety, and like when Coach Odom called me, I really I asked him a question because I had about thirteen or fourteen offers, and every coach recruited me as a linebacker, and but he's the only coach. He's the only coach that recruited me as a nickel nickel position. So like I really asked him before I really committed. I said, Coach, why do you want me as a nickel? And not more more of a linebacker. He said, "Jermaine, uh, I, we're not going to stick. We're not going to hold you to just one position. You'll be all over the field from from linebacker to safety to, to whatever." I like. I told him I play wherever you need me. Uh, I play running back this year. They talked about that. They're jokingly, but I mean, I'll play wherever uh, for them. And like what I saw Catalan do, and I think Bumper Pool do, and like with that system, I know I can fit in because. One thing those guys do is hit every single game, and that's something I love to do. So I'm ready to play with Catalan and and Bumper. They come back or if they go off. I know that they have legacy there, and I'm just a missing piece of the puzzle. Yeah, so you, I think you mentioned this before when I've talked to you before, but and maybe right now, just now, but what's your favorite thing about playing linebacker? Hitting. Like it's just fun. Get the hit. Like 
and that's self-explanatory. Like if anybody plays football, the best the best feeling is hitting. Like one of my favorite things in high school was to do was hit. I told coaches I want to be on every single special team just so I can hit. Like opening a game on kickoff, I get to hit somebody. Opening on kick return, I get to block and hit somebody. So that's just what I do. And that kind of gets you ready, though. I mean, that's the physical side of it. You want to get that first yeah. hit out of the way anyway, right? Yeah, you got a little butterfly before the game. But it's like if you set a tone, like 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 my coach told me, I always in a fight. If you hit first, the other person won't, won't really – he knows how you hit and he won't really give a fight back. But, like, you know, you start hitting and you keep hitting them, you keep hitting them, they'll start to fold eventually. And we just got to play all four quarters. That's a good point. You think about that, too. I mean, you get in there with a guy who, you know, maybe has those butterflies and a little bit of concern, and then you knock him, knock into him, and, and he may not want to hit you again after that. You may not want to get in your way again after that. So, yeah, man, yeah. love that. Talk that about yeah, absolutely. So talk about too. Obviously, you brought up a guy that's one of my one of my favorites. Obviously, a Razorback favorite, but but probably one of the best guys on this current Arkansas defense in Jalen Catalan. How exciting as a hitter is it to see what he does and how he plays the game, and then to be able to kind of come in and play alongside a guy like that. Playing alongside him is it's gonna be a movie. Like I have a. As soon as I get out the phone with you, I have to talk to Coach Carter, and like, like they just tell me like, if you come in, Coach Carter put us in the right position. Coach Odom put us in the right position, and that's why Catalan makes those plays because he's always in the right position to make a play. Like every single game, you don't you don't hear him like you hear his name all the time, and if you don't hear his name, you well something's wrong. But you never never been a game where you haven't heard his name, so. Yeah, for sure. He's a special player, no doubt. Look forward to seeing both of you guys on the field at the same time. So a couple of weeks ago, before the Missouri game, my, my co-host Tyler and I talked about Missouri and, and this this rivalry that, you know, as Arkansas folks, we're, we're kind of iffy on whether or not it's a rivalry. But I think this year really made it feel more like a rivalry. What's your thoughts on this, on playing in that game in the future? My thoughts on playing in the game in the future, oh man, uh, like, like they didn't recruit me, and I'm from Missouri, and this is my home home uh, state, and that just that just put something in me. Like they all, they told me they were going to uh, offer me on one of my visits. They'll give me a call in a couple of days. Uh, one of the coaches actually called, and Jermaine, uh, they had they offered three more linebackers that same week, and I, I know that was that meant something to me. Like on two four seven, being the number one linebacker in the state of Missouri, and your own school doesn't offer you, that just puts something in my heart. So I like, and I I, I talked to Drinkwitz before, and he he tried to tell me some things, but I, I just told him I said, Coach, uh, respect you, but this is gonna forever be a rivalry. So just be ready. <laughs> I love that, man. I love it. So, so this question may go without asking, and, and then I'll let you go. But now, it's no secret over the last few years that Missouri linebackers have uh, have called Arkansas out on social media. Uh, one had quite a bit of success against Arkansas. The other kind of exited a little bit early. Um, and, and you and I talked a little bit about that. Uh, can we expect some chirping from you during that big Missouri week? Oh, <laughs> that's something. That's something I do. Like uh, on the field, like my coaches, they always tell me, 
make the referees tell you to calm down. Make the referees tell you to slow down. Because, I mean, you don't want nobody to tell you to go lift, go work out, go do this. You want to have somebody to tell you to calm down and give you give you 100 of time. And I just talk on the field. That's just something for me. Like, I do good play, bad plays. Uh, Got to get right back up. Got to play off for a quarter. I'm going to talk to that clock is zero zero zero. Man, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think I said it before when we talked, but can't wait to see you up there uh, in Fayetteville. Thanks so much for joining us for our signing day special pod, man. And I definitely look forward to, to watching you run through the A next season. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, Jermaine, thanks. Good luck. And woo pig. Woo pig. Good. Let's go. Yes, sir. Bye. Yes, sir. A lot of things like money, but who's gonna say that? And homie, they straight facts. Yeah, I know you, but we ain't friends. Quit asking me questions. Yeah, we in this section, but you can't get in. Quit asking me questions. Yeah, I got the new Chrysler, blue with the tick. Quit asking me questions. I'm tired of these questions.